Welcome to the Modern Insurgents Patreon-only podcast, Atlas Analysis. Here, we talk to our writers in an informal setting and explore some of the more niche and obscure groups from our very own database, which you can find at themoderninsurgent.org. Sit back and enjoy our more relaxed, casual conversations with our team. So, welcome to a new episode of Atlas Analysis. Today, we're joined by founder and editor-in-chief, Antoine Brimbal again welcome how are you today i'm good man i'm good man thanks for having me on um and yeah you know today we have quite an interesting topic in store so i'm actually very very excited to talk about it um you know we've been trying to get it organized for a while now um and so now we finally managed to find a time so it's 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 honestly perfect yeah we've been trying to get it recorded for quite a while now and we've finally found a time so it's perfect so today we're going to be talking about Kanifa. Can you tell us more about what that is? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so, you know, it, it, the interesting thing, it was rebranded to Konifa uh, just a few years ago. Um, before that, it was known as the Viva World Cup. So I'm going to give the listeners just a little bit of a hint. Uh, I am not talking about the FIFA World Cup. You know, the FIFA World Cup, if someone's not familiar with what that is, um, it's the, well, the biggest sports event in 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 any history, really, uh, it's the World Cup, the Football World Cup, or for our Americans, the Soccer World Cup. Um, that happens every four years. <clears throat> but today, we're not talking about the FIFA World Cup. We're talking about the Viva World Cup. So that's with V's. Uh, and there's a big difference, a, a difference that's much bigger than what you think. Um, and you know, the reason as to why I'm, I was so interested in coming on today, is because my two biggest hobbies are football and politics. And <laughs> Konifa, the, what we're talking about today is the epitome of both of them joined together. Um, so, you know, like I said, most people have heard of the traditional FIFA World Cup, you know, every four years, every country plays. But then you get into this sort of sticky territory where you ask yourself, well, what's a country and who deserves to play in the World Cup? And of course, because we're humans and people love politics and disagreement, there's already been a debate about that. And so that's exactly where the Viva World Cup comes in. Essentially, it's an international football association tournament. Uh, it kind of has a host uh, that hosts a tournament between teams that don't actually qualify as countries. So it's stateless people, diasporas, or even separatist states. Um, so yeah, literally separatist states playing football against each other. Um, and what's really interesting about this from our perspective is that it's not just a football tournament. There's a lot of political controversy within them, and we're going to get to that in just a second, of course. But I think it's just worth talking about it just because of how ridiculous it sounds, you know. Of course, we come in with a bias of, you know, what is a country, what isn't. But just appreciating that there's a football tournament. Um, and j just as a teaser, you know, a football tournament with people from Malta flying all the way to Kurdistan to play football. You, you have to acknowledge that that's very, very interesting, regardless of your opinions on if they're a country, of who's not a country, etc. Um, so, yeah, let's get into the history a bit. Like I said, you know, Viva World Cup. Uh, it, was, it was founded in 2006. It was meant to start in 2005, and that's where the first controversy already steps in. Uh, essentially, Northern Cyprus, which is a whole other issue by itself, um, had its own football association for 50 years at that point. To celebrate that 50th anniversary, they thought, well, what a better way than to propose uh, to the Viva World Cup organizers to host the first version of their World Cup, of that event. Viva was extremely happy. Uh, they said, yeah, sure, we can, you know, we can make it uh, hosted, we can make it take place in Northern Cyprus, we're going to have a bunch of themes, um, a bunch of teams, sorry. And, you know, that's when the first controversy hits. The Prime Minister of uh, Northern Cyprus, 
um, he said, well, actually, we're not going to allow we're not going to allow every single separatist team to play. We're going to select which ones can play and which ones can't. So the prime minister of Northern Cyprus at the time basically tried to turn it into a political agenda. He was very selective about who could play, who couldn't. Um, and that obviously wasn't very popular for the organizers. The, the Viva organizers, they're known as the NF board, so like the letters and uh, NNF. Um, and they thought that was stupid. They didn't agree with it at all. They thought the whole point of the entire tournament was to try and remove the politics, try and be very inclusive. Uh, and so instead, they moved it to the fr uh, south of France in Occitania. Um, Occitania is the south of France. Some of you might be familiar with, I mean, this is one of my personal, like sort of bigger articles, bigger research areas. Um, other media organizations picked up on this once we, once we reported about it. It's the Regional Committee for Viticultural Action, the CRAV. Uh, the, the radical French winemakers in the south of France. If you can remember anything about them, they come from the Languedoc-Roussillon, um, which is uh, a region in the south of France. Um, and so, you know, that, that specific group is very radical French winemakers, but in the Occitania region, that sort of area in France, there, there's a lot of separatists uh, there. And, you know, uh, the guys in Occitania, they thought, well, you know what, it's not in northern Cyprus, so let's bring it over here where we are. Um, and in that first edition, you only had six teams at the start, so it was quite a depressing tournament. You had uh, Monaco. Monaco is a football team in the French National Football Team League, but Monaco itself isn't recognized. Um, so, you know, that was that. They, they, were in, they were in the Viva World Cup. They also had the Romani, which is a team bringing together the Romani people. You had Southern Cameroons. Um, you had West Papua. Um, you had the, the Satmi people. And uh, the Occitanian, you know, national football team. Um, now, as a disclaimer, I don't have any preferences with any of these teams. But if I was to pick one and, let's say, become an, an ultra a hooligan, personally, this is where my bias comes in. But it would have to be for the for the Sapmi people. I'm just putting this out there. Um, you know, um, this is my first indication of bias ever at the Modern Insurgent. But I think it's worth saying it. The Sapmi people, I would back them. Um, they're they're my team in this competition. To give you a bit of context, the Sami people, they're essentially a group of, uh, uh, let's say, uh, I mean, they're a population in Norway, Sweden, Russia, and Finland as well, if I'm not mistaken. They don't really consider themselves either Finnish or Swedish or Norwegian or, or Russian for that matter. Um, so they say, no, you know, we're our own people, we're the Sami people. And so, you know, since their first game in 2006, they've just been absolutely dominating the entire tournament. It doesn't even come close. Um, so if anyone wants to mess... You know, if anyone wants to think they can fight, um, you know, come come here. I'm supporting the Satmi people. I'm strongly backing them. Um, and yeah, they are the threat. They are the biggest threat to every other team in the competition. Um, and, you know, just to give you an idea, uh, that first tournament uh, in Occitania, the final was against Monaco. And they destroyed Monaco. When I say destroyed, I don't mean 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, 5-0. No, no, no. I mean 21-1. That's, that's not a mistake, by the way. They won the final against Monaco 21 to 1. So you get an idea. Um, it, it also reveals a lot about the, that sort of difficulty uh, or the, the difference in the level in that tournament. Uh, you know, the Sapmi people, uh, obviously, I mean, in, in, in Scandinavia, football does have a big role in society, whereas in other parts, especially with smaller populations, it's a bit tougher to get a proper team. Thanks for listening to this preview. If you want to listen to the full episode, along with many other exclusive ones, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash modern insurgent. You'll find the rest of our Atlas Analysis episodes on there exclusively. Thank you.